there's produce merchandising at supermarkets and there are retail dietitians at supermarkets. And before I entered this industry about five years ago, I didn't even realize there were <clears throat> retail dietitians. Definitely knew about registered dietitians and nutritionists and how they can help you um, and how you know medically trained they are compared to like nutrition coaches who don't have the same certifications and training. Um, and so then there's this cool hybrid position that Giant Food created, and it's called the Healthy Living Merchandising Manager. And the person that fills that role is Emily Massey, and I get to talk with her. So by the way, hey, I'm Amy Souter, your host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, and I'm also the editor of the Packers Retail Education Beats, as well as PMG, which stands for Produce Market Guide. So it's really great to talk with Emily all about what she does, how she's a liaison between the healthy living world, the retail dietitian world, and the world of omni-channel merchandising at supermarkets, particularly giant food supermarkets. And what all that entails, what she thinks about plant-based diets and how to get the healthy living or health message across throughout different channels in store, online, all the different ways. And uh, I find it really fascinating and I hope you will too. So let's join the chat. Hey, welcome, Emily Massey. Thanks so much, Amy, for having me. So you're the healthy living merchandising manager at Giant Food, and um, could you? I'm excited. You're also going to be a new judge to our judge panel for PMG's Produce Artist Award Series, the quarterly merchandising contest of fresh produce. Um, Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you for inviting me and having me here. Yeah, it'll be cool to hear how you... um, the, the conversation dynamics uh, with the other judges and, and just your insights. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to hear a little bit about what your job is like at Giant Food. It seems like you are bridging the gap between two different departments in a way. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I've been in my role for a year and a half. It was a new role to the company when I took it. Um, and it's essentially a liaison between Giant's Healthy Living Team, which is a team of nine registered dietitians and certified nutrition specialists who work to educate our customers on nutrition and healthy living and, and help to provide that connection to healthy food. So it's a liaison between that team and Giants merchandising teams. And and really my mission or my goal is to figure out how to integrate the message of health into the omni-channel shopping experience. And so it's been um, it's been quite a ride. I've had a, a great time learning about merchandising and, and really how these two worlds fit together. And um, we've had great support from the merchandising teams as we really navigate these, these new waters. So you started what, three and a half years ago or so at Giant right. as a nutritionist, or yes. um, all the 
official terms, but licensed dietitian <laughs> is registered diet. Yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you, you know, trained for and that's important. So I know. <laughs> but um uh how did you like how did this idea come like why were you interested or why were you tapped for it um when you're on the nutrition side and not the merchandising side? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um we don't have a lot to thank COVID for, but for this, I will say COVID played a big role. Um, I was hired to be an in-store nutritionist. And at the time, the whole healthy living team, um, we were all in-store nutritionists and I was hired on March 9th, 2020. So I worked in the office for two days <laughs> and then they sent me home for COVID for three years. And so I really never did the, the in-store job that I was originally hired for. Um, and when we all went home and, and, we really just navigated these new waters, figured out how to take an in-store position and turn it virtual. But the other thing that we were able to do is, is kind of explore new areas of the business that we really haven't explored in this capacity before. And um, one of those was, was merchandising and figuring out where health, healthy living's place in merchandising is and, and building those relationships. And, um, and so our team sort of restructured to incorporate that role as well as a community health food as medicine style role and, and figure out just where we can, can take healthy living and, and where we can um, build those, those priorities within the business and within our community. Oh, that's fascinating. I did hear a lot of need for that. Now that I think about it, I was at the uh, Produce for Better Health. No, no, was it? Yeah. PBH uh, that merged with IFPA. Um, yes. Uh, their Consumer Connection Conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. You weren't there, were you? I actually went to that conference um, last year in 2022. And my, um, my manager, Lisa Coleman, she was there this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah uh during some of the networking gatherings and stuff i was hearing about how there's uh all this how to get the message the dietitian or nutritionist message the food is medicine message uh in point of sale merchandising um and then what they're allowed to say legally um like health claims you have to be careful about and um and then just the limited real estate of how much information can you actually there's only so much space and shoppers only have so much capacity to like not just going to stand there reading forever all around <laughs> the fruit and vegetables um so yeah this seems like a real like it seems like a really good idea to have this job <laughs> yeah and I, to your point i mean there's so much messaging that could and does go into a grocery store and to have health at giant food be prioritized so much that a new position was born to really marry the the merchandising world with this i won't call it newfangled but sort of new um priority of health and, and really figure out where those two things intersect with all the other competing priorities i felt was was really special and was really um inspiring. And so it's been great to see kind of the two worlds collide and, and learn from each other and figure out how we can make health just another priority at Giant Food, which it really is. And you use the word omni-channel. Um, <laughs> what's your involvement in the other channels besides, to me, that means more than in-store 
Yeah, absolutely. So I work a lot um, with our, our digital um, e-commerce team, as well as our shopper marketing team. I work with our um, giant delivers program to, to kind of integrate health into all of these um, different avenues and different um, aspects of the business. So I work very closely. Um, as I mentioned, I lead our, our handpicked by the Healthy Living Team Shopper Marketing Program which is a way for us to bring nutritionist endorsement and health messaging and education to digital tactics. So I'm included in the digital circular insert. We include our handpicked items in our weekly email banners and on homepage key web messaging. We're in the print circular. So that's kind of one of our in-store tactics that we use. Um, and then the healthy living team in general is very digital. We have a we have our own podcast actually um, with the healthy living team. We're on TikTok. We have a blog. We do virtual cook-alongs. We really learned from COVID and learned that there are so many ways to interact with people, and we take advantage of as many avenues as we can. Oh yeah, tell the name of of the podcast. Yes, our podcast is Healthy Living by Giant. That's also the name of our TikTok and our website and our email and pretty much everything about us. Um, so Healthy Living by Giant is our podcast. You can find it anywhere that podcasts are. And it's a way for um, myself and the host of the podcast, Mandy Katz, to interview local vendors and local farmers and keep internal um, people within Giant and community organizations that we're partnered with and really just tell the story of what happens at Giant to connect to the community. So the audience is the general public, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was just talking to someone for uh, another episode of the podcast, a social media, like a marketing expert and about social media and how you need to uh, effectively balance all the different like ways to tell your story but one of them is using um store employees spotlighting them and then of course like the growers and where the food comes from and all that um besides absolutely tips absolutely then just it takes such a village to make a grocery store happen you know i think when you're before i was in retail, I would walk up and down the shelves and never think about how magically those items appeared there. And learning the story is fascinating from the people that grow the product or create it to who brings it into the store and, and how we market it and, and really create that community atmosphere for, for our customers. So you were giving examples of um, what was the handpicked program you were, you were saying that that's promoted all across platforms and ways. Yeah. So we use the um, term handpicked to kind of highlight those better for you options in our store. So we utilize shopper marketing tactics to highlight our handpicked items. Um, we utilize display programs in store to highlight handpicked items. Um, we utilize our print circular insert um, as well as other forms of kind of digital and in-store display. Um, so it's really a way for us to connect directly to our customers. We always say the healthy living team is, is a, it's a direct touch point for people who are looking to learn more about what foods to choose for their family, for their budget, for their preferences. And so it's a way for us to kind of speak back to the customer and, and point out as they're shopping, oh, there's a handpicked item. I see the shelf tag. There's a handpicked item because I know to go to that end cap and look for healthier items. So it's a way for us to just 
put those healthier items front and center for the customer. We're not taking away their choice. We never tell them what they have to eat. We're a full service grocery store and we empower our customers to make whatever choices they want. But if they're looking for healthier items, we put them out there, we make them accessible for them so they can make those choices if they would like to. I like that perspective of um, just, that's the same of trying to feed a, a toddler or a preschooler. <laughs> just uh, don't say you have to eat this or you can't eat that. Um, lay out the options and just make it available. They're and, there if you want them. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> I've read all sorts of uh, how to get nutrition into your child and have them to have healthy eating habits for life. Ah, la, la, la. It's all on. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast, Amy. <laughs> One of them is like, I guess that works for adults too, is just um, the more options you have and the more tantalizing they, the healthy ones are. Um, I mean, you're not going to choose it if you don't even see it or know it's there. or know That's that true. That's, that's exactly what we were thinking. And, you know, what we have found is as we put healthier items front and center, people are looking for them. They do respond well to them. I mentioned our healthy display programs. We have a, an end cap in the majority of our stores and we have um, another form of display available in all of our stores where we highlight better for you guiding star rated items. And it's a it's gone really well. People respond to it. They look for it. They identify it. And and the sales speak for themselves. We've been really excited to see that. Hmm. And the guiding stars across several banners, right? Of that's right. Yep. We utilize guiding stars at Giant Food, but it's utilized throughout the Ajo Del Hayes brands. So Stop and Shop, the Giant Company, Food Lion, and Hannaford as well. Um, and it's our nutrition guidance program that really helps to. We always say it reads the food label so that you don't have to. It basically takes into consideration everything that's going on in the food label and comes out with a, a score of zero to three guiding stars. The more stars, the healthier, the more nutritious that item. And we put our guiding stars everywhere. We put them on e-com, they're on shelf tags, they're on our own brand packaging, they're on our marketing materials. We really utilize that tool throughout the omni-channel shopping experience. So customers, just like the hand-picked logo, can identify it. And, and really respond to it. What does the hand-picked logo look like? It is a purple block that says hand-picked by the Healthy Living Team in, in, in kind of big messaging. And then we have a smaller version as well that um, has our Healthy Living icon um, in, a, in a purple box that says hand-picked. And, and we utilize that primarily in um, the circular and on some other digital tactics to kind of give a, a point of reference. Cool. Um, so yeah, displays as far as produce, what, uh, what are you finding that works or, or online or in social media? Like, I guess I, I, I'm curious about the merchandising end of what you're learning since you've started doing this just what, a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. We have, so we've, with display programs, um, for health specifically, we have started in the non-perishable side and we kind of tested a lot of different um, opportunities there. We tested themed end caps and specialized marketing and we tested nutritionist endorsement versus just better for you messaging and really identified what worked. And now we've landed on some really solid programming that highlights better for you options um, to our customers utilizing our handpicked logo, our nutritionist endorsement. I'm really excited because we are 
fingers crossed, hopefully expanding into the produce side of things next year in terms of display, bringing that same lesson, those same learnings to um, the produce side. So stay tuned. Maybe I'll come back for another podcast and let you know how it's going. Um, but we just know that the interest is there, that customers are looking for those healthier items for those connection points. And so I'm excited to, to bring it to the produce side. Did What did you discover worked? Yeah, you know, um, first of all, seasonality, of course, everyone is looking for items that are seasonally relevant that, you know, back to school time, are you targeting lunchbox snacks that in the fall, are you putting forward your better for you pumpkin and apple, you know, seasonality is very important, of course, um, variety is important too. you know, making sure that you are um, putting some items on your display that are old standbys that are familiar that people say, Oh, I buy that. I didn't know that that was healthier. Well, that's great. I buy it anyway. And now I might buy a little bit more of it because now I know it's healthier and coupling that with some, try something new items. We always, we say, try something new every day. It's like the motto of the healthy living team. So we try to put on our display programs, some, try something new items. Maybe they're new to the store, but maybe they're just new to people in general um, to really kind of try it, identify and, and look for those healthier um finds in the store that they might not have seen before. That's a good lesson that I think, yeah, applies. You have the sure thing, standby, the comfort, familiar thing. Yeah. And then uh, then once you get someone in there and comfortable, then yeah. something exciting and interesting. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing that works, of course, is value. We know that we're in a very inflationary time right now. And so there's a perception in general that healthy food is expensive and that to eat healthy requires, you know, a large budget that it's very expensive. And while that is understandable, especially now, we really strive to figure out how we can bring value and budget-friendly eating to health. How can you still eat healthy, eat according to your preferences, your goals, and still not break the bank, still save some money. And so that's one thing we've really partnered with the merchandising teams on is if we're going to put a healthier, better for you item on display, let's make sure we're putting it on sale. Let's make sure it has a good value, a good price point associated with it so that we break that perception that healthy eating is just expensive. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of the data that we're seeing is about that, plus how everyone wants convenience, but and how value is not just price, but it could also be time saving and sure. And time well, is money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people might be willing to pay for fresh cut produce if they don't have to like pineapple or stuff that looks intimidating artichokes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Get into, you know, you'd be more likely to pay more even in inflationary times if, if, you know, you had the value of saving time. Sure. Sure. But, um, yeah. So, um, as, have you seen anything about, um, this is kind of a veering off, but, uh, I've been seeing in the past year, uh, some grocery stores and places are having little mini on-site farms or uh, beehives or uh, mushroom places or just herbs uh, on site. I mean, even uh, there's a, a grocery store in Brooklyn that has uh, an indoor uh, on their roof. They have a greenhouse with a Gotham greens on it. 
Very and, awesome. And uh, stuff like that. Have Have you heard of um, there being retailers getting into produce produ production or food at all? You know, it's interesting. I've seen some of those stories too, and they're they're so cool. I think they're amazing. You know, while we haven't done that necessarily, um, one thing that Giant really prioritizes is the local connection. And of course, that's big when it comes to produce. So we are so tightly partnered with local farms and local growers and local vendors and businesses in general um, to really promote the not only the localness of it because it's their part of our community and they're part of our kind of the fabric of, of this area, but also because we know that when items, especially produce are grown locally, they have more nutrition. They have, they're, maybe they're fresher, you know, they, they stimulate the local economy. So we're very par tightly partnered with those local farmers and growers so that we can bring them in and get them out to our customers in a very accessible way through the biggest supermarket in this area. And so that's kind of our, our kind of way to do that is to really bring the local produce in directly and get it out to the customers. And back to the omni-channel aspect. Um, <laughs> Uh, I could like all of these things in your job could all be separate episodes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, the social media aspect, do you have any input in that as far yes. as media marketing and, and, you know, putting the programs in making sure that those are done in there and the way that they're done or. You know, we actually have our own social media platform through the Healthy Living team. We have Facebook and TikTok. We're Healthy Living by Giant on TikTok as well. And we love using that platform to showcase what's happening, not only in our stores, but in the community as well. So we um, just a couple of weeks ago, we visited a local um, a local cattle farm and we were able to you know, take some some footage and, and showcase that on TikTok. We've done the same thing with dairy farms in the area and with produce farms as well. So it's a great way to kind of show those stories. Well, I'm going to go there right now. <laughs> Good. Give us a follow. Um, so. so it's a health, it's, you said. Healthy health living by giant. Okay. Uh, have you, how do you know if, how do you track the results? I mean, do you do you use a third party app um, like Hootsuite or something like that? Or do you just what kind of data do you track to know like what's effective, what's an effective post or not? Yeah, for social media specifically or for kind of our. Yeah. So of course, yeah, we're very tied in with our um, marketing teams and with our marketing, um, you know, kind of the agencies that support us. And so they help provide some of that data. And then, you know, we really kind of, we are always educating ourselves on best practices and on best kind of ways to expand. So um, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing some success there for sure. Oh, fun. And I, I notice how you are focusing on mentioning TikTok because that's where everyone is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, is that, <laughs> do you focus on one more than the other for a particular reason? As far um, as not necessarily, no, it's just everything we, we kind of try to reach as many customers as we can in all the different avenues that we can. So, you know, you mentioned, of course, 
TikTok is huge. Everyone is there. Um, but we have a very active Facebook group as well. We have our podcast. We have our blog for those who like that kind of, you know, programming. We have in-store tactics, not to mention our community education and then, you know, kind of all the other aspects that we do. So we, we really try to hit everyone <laughs> as many places as we can. Okay. Do you like the things that you do on TikTok? Do you automatically share it to Instagram? You know, we're not on Instagram right now, but we might get there. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I guess I always thought Instagram was perfect for at least produce because it's so colorful and Instagram used to be about just photos, but now it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I was asking because it feels like you can't do all the platforms like fully or great. You kind of yeah. pick like the ones that meet your company's goals or your goals the best. Sure. Or just yeah. pick one, but um, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of testing and learning. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, the original I wanted to ask about. You mentioned briefly earlier on food as medicine, and we know that's you know there's huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could go on to like medically tailored meals, produce prescriptions, funk, and then um, but how about just the idea of plant-based diets uh, okay. or lifestyles or whatever you want to call it, eating in a plant-based way. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, what have, I mean, I know as a nutritionist back, you know, you come from nutritionist background. Um, I'm sure you follow all the diets and things and have opinions and what you would advise people. Um and I wonder what you think about the idea of um, that term, plant-based. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say before that, um, I definitely have to come back because we are diving into all things food as medicine at Giant Food. I mean, we are exploring medically tailored meals and produce prescriptions, and there's lots to talk about there. So I'll come back. Um, <laughs> but in terms of you know plant-based diets, I think plant-based is an interesting term. It kind of means different things to different people. It's not I don't think we've landed as a society on one definition of what that means, but I also think that's a benefit because I think it can mean, like I said, it can mean what it wants to different things to different people. As the healthy living team at Giant, our role is to support the customer in whatever that definition is to them. So if they come to us and ask, hey, I really want to eat um, more plants for this excuse me, for this reason, then we help guide them there and we help make the, help them to make decisions in the aisles, uh, pointing out specific items, specific brands that can help them to, to do that and accomplish it in a, um, in a very balanced way. But one thing is, you know, we, like I said before, we're a full service grocery store. So we're going to help customers in whatever direction they want to go and, and really kind of promote balance over everything. And we always tell our customers, if you're eating according to the MyPlate, you're eating half your plate fruits and vegetables, a quarter plate grains, and a quarter plate protein, regardless of what that protein is, you're already 75% plant-based because you're getting in fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. You're really focusing on those plant foods. So balance over everything is kind of the, the message that we share. Um, yeah. Have you worked uh, on displays, uh, notes, on on the nutrition benefits of different foods in store or on e-commerce like do you um yeah we, i mean of course we do a lot of education around that topic in terms of like 
in-store um, tied to display or something, I will say hopefully that's coming in 2024. <laughs> we have some plans around it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Like when you were saying, we we're hoping to take your learnings. To from, expand. And, yeah. From non-perishable to perishable. Um, that's right. Yeah. Cause I was wondering about what do you find that's working um, when you say like function, it seems like a tricky area of discussing functional benefits of produce with like uh, there was like a, uh, when I was at PBH, there was a, we were standing with a few people and several of them were retail dietitians and one person was a retail lawyer. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. And it was interesting because, um, uh, I was getting a full perspective of just, yeah, you know, the dietitians being like, we really need to say this. And the lawyer's like, you can't say that. You can't say that. Yes. <laughs> it's a team effort. We, uh, we, we rely on our, our <laughs> partners to keep us kind of keep everything good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's such an interesting world and, you know, certainly one we can go on and on about. Yeah. Um, and so you wanted to go back to the, um, food as medicine aspect in the, the, the two major avenues I mentioned. The oh yeah. Well, I know we're kind of running short on time here, so, um, I, that could be a whole nother kind of conversation, but but certainly, you know, as food as medicine gets gets huge and and really um, expands and becomes a priority, we're responding to that and and you know, as the biggest retailer in this area, really providing an avenue to to support through produce prescriptions and nutrition incentives and medically tailored meals to come. And so, lots of developments coming in that area. And mm. you know, certainly, yeah, those are huge, huge. They things. are the big topics. Yeah. Okay. So my final thought is I want to know a little bit more about you personally, like in a professional, personally, uh, why did you get into this field in the first place? Um, sorry, if you wouldn't mind, just give me one second. I just have to send a quick message saying I'll be a couple minutes late to this um, meeting. One second. Okay. So what got me into retail and, and nutrition in general, I wanted to be a dietitian since I was in high school. I found the field. I just really fell in love with healthy eating. I love food. So if I can kind of marry my love for food with a um, an interest in health and wellness, um, that was really appealing to me. And, and then I worked in an inpatient clinical acute care hospital in the beginning of my career. And I liked it, but I wanted to figure out how to bring health and wellness to a more preventative side, to a more integrated into your everyday life kind of perspective. And retail is the perfect fit because what's more everyday life than grocery shopping? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's preventative rather than what whatever the, I forget what the other side is called. Um, yeah. Resolving the symptoms and like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the back in high school, why did you really love healthy eating? Um, well, like I said, I love food. And for a long time, I, I wanted to be involved in helping other people. And I thought I wanted to be a doctor or a nurse for a while. Um, and just loved health. But then when I found nutrition, it seemed like the perfect integrate, like perfect combination of helping people and food. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, uh, any final thoughts? No, just thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to continue chatting with you and continue yeah. um, kind of exploring all of all that's to come. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the tip of the iceberg podcast. I found Emily's 
insight, really fascinating. And I'm excited to hear about how eventually all the changes that they're doing with uh, CPG or non-perishable goods will eventually be translated to produce. And we will see what happens with all of that. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcasts. In our last podcast episode, we talked with Zag Technical Services' Greg Gatsky on cyber attacks, being competitive, um, labor, data, all the ways that a produce company can be more competitive today and in the future. And Greg is the founder of Zag Technical Services. So that's pretty cool. So if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever your podcast platform is. It really helps. And have you heard of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com? There are so many types of courses. They're free. You get a course completion certificate. You can put it on your LinkedIn resume as a continuing education and just another certification that you have in your arsenal for when you ask for a raise or when you are trying to get a new role. Anyway, it's at produceedu.com. And in this episode's show notes, you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, insights. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.